Welcome to today's show, everyone. You are a superlunary being, a unworldly, ethereal being belonging to the source creator itself. And so are all of your feelings. All of your feelings have originated from the same source and all feelings lead to God. The longer you linger in the light of your awareness, the easier your subconscious brings to you those things that want to come into the light and be released and dissolved into consciousness itself. For all experiences are really consciousness experiencing consciousness itself. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome everybody to today's show. It's been a little while and I'm glad to be back. I hope everybody is enjoying their, had a beautiful summer as it is now September. So I'm sitting in my kitchen and I have a little puppy. He's seven months old and you may hear him chewing on some of his favorite toys during today's show, just as an FYI. So let's get started. So as always, when I do a podcast, I'm always bringing in the to the to the podcast what's been happening in my life and what's been happening in my life lately is i have been looking deeply at emotions that don't feel very good like 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 hate and rage and and really not judging them because i do judge them but by instead awakening myself to the deep, beautiful meaning of what they hold for me so that I can come to a place of peace while I'm being with them and after they're released. So I am looking and uncovering and discovering unconscious emotions and noticing the way in which they are arising now because my inner being knows I can be with them in a way more fully powerful way as the witness, not as the one to whom they have happened to, but as the pure witness of an emotion arising and then dissolving as they transform into something higher that lives above instead of focusing on how they made me feel below. And as they dissolve, there's an inner transformation of all that I am. And there were so many events in my lifetime that caused me to feel rage that I was never allowed to express and was conditioned to never really feel. And so there were many injustices done in which have never been fully felt until recently. And in that rage and in the release of that rage is a divine love, a heart that has been waiting to join my heart and to beat with it and to soothe it from the sensations of weight and instead to allow me to release them, to feel light, literally to be illuminated, to be in the light, to feel lighter. 
And so a couple of weeks ago, I was doing, I was writing and I was looking up a synonym for a word. I don't remember what word I was looking up, but a word that I came across was this beautiful word called superlunary, superlunary. And so today's podcast is going to be on, because I like to intermingle things all the time. It's going to be on superlunaryism and rage because really both are transformation. It's beyond, it's being, it's becoming beyond rage and becoming beyond earthly. The opposite of superlunary is sublunary. And sublunary means belonging to this world in a physical way where things are frail, fading. Belonging to this world with these concepts that stem from living beneath the moon. Living beneath the moon. Fleeting. And so superlunary, the opposite of that, is like falling into a superlunarious field. Or as my friend likes to say, a paradise of God. It's situated beyond the moon's orbit. Beyond. It's unworldly, extraterrestrial, ethereal, belonging to the heaven of God, a state of non-fleetedness where joy and contentment and happiness are a constant, more of a constant. If you're embodied, you're always going to feel opposing forces, but in a a superlunary state, you are existing beyond this earthly plane, beyond the orbit of the moon. We're in the sublunary state. You're existing below the moon where things are fleeting. And rage might seem at first a sublunary state, but really within it is the energy of transforming beyond that, above that, falling into a superlunary field, a non-fleeting field that exists beyond this world and beyond human. And that is what paying attention to all of our emotions that arise have in store for us. It's like a key that unlocks the door beyond the threshold of the known home of the feelings that you're most comfortable with and stepping across into experiencing those emotions that you're not comfortable with. And lo and behold, a bigger de- a bigger door and a, and, a, and a more beautiful illuminated threshold exists, shows up, arises behind your co- before your consciousness. And you can see the light under the door and you get curious. What does it take to unlock the door? And the answer is to feel those feelings that you've been hiding from. Emotions are powerful whether our emotions are negative or positive, they all come from the same source. Rage can be an energy of motivation, of transformation for inspired action. And the action is to free up the energy 
to free up a sense of freedom. So what's important about embracing all emotions and its relationship to enlightenment? When we don't embrace all emotions, we can never really feel content because there's always something hiding in our unconscious. Emotional integrity is the importance of embracing all emotions regarding our relationship to our enlightenment. Emotional integrity is the integration. Integrity is the integration of our inner being and knowing that equals our outward expression of what is true for us at a time. Emotions, after all, are just energy, positive or negative. Emotions are all just energy. They are movements of energy that we feel moving within us, that move us to tears, that move us to joy, that move us to a fit of laughter. There really is no such thing as a positive emotion or a negative emotion. They're all just energy. Sometimes when I share with others that I'm feeling this way or that way, I might hear, you're stuck in that story. You're not willing to move on. But the truth is, I'm curious about the emotions arising. And as a warrior, I'm willing to look and to see what wants to be emerged through the curiosity of my emotional integrity. I want to integrate my inner being and knowing that something magnificent is on the other side of the unprocessed rage from the injustices that were done upon me. I should note, though, that in actuality, I believe no injustice was actually done to a me, but rather I had an experience that provided me with a push from God, a signal to evolve richer and deeper into what I really am, pure consciousness, having an experience. However, many times I communicate as though it is me, The I communicate as the one that is still stuck in the conscious emotions that are continually rising or the one that is noticing unconscious emotions that are rising to the surface in full support of listeners who are in that place, like a gift from God, their inner knower is bestowing upon them an opportunity to help discover through direct experience the dissolution of all things earthly, including those things that are being held as a something happening to a me in full transparency. Part of the reason I can look so deeply and safely and in full-on trust is because I'm aware that I'm not the one who has had something done to them. I'm not the one who has been hurt, but the one who is aware of the one that feels as though she's hurt. So again then, now, I am looking at my emotional integrity with an open-heartedness as both an awareness and as a person who has had experiences that have caused her pain to integrate that emotional integrity and its relationship 
to what's on the other side of that bigger threshold of that door in which I can see the light shining from underneath. So when emotion arises now, I allow it and I watch, I watch as it arises. I watch where it arises and how it feels in my body and I embrace it. I'm not going to keep it forever, but I'm going to look at it. I'm not going to run from it. I'm going to keep it where it is arising within me and see it through to its transformation. All emotions seek the light. All emotions are to be felt within the body and released outside of the body. But if we don't allow our rage to be processed, if we don't admit that we hate certain things, if we don't admit to the injustices that are creating confusion within ourselves, within our small selves, our bigger selves will step forth and allow the emotions to arise. And when we've done work on ourselves for years or maybe not years, when we're more used to being in the light, then the dark can come to be illuminated When we sit in our bigger selves in the seat of being pure awareness than the subconscious things that have not yet arisen to be illuminated can because it knows we are ready. It knows that we are ready. And and I think that's significant. In the book, the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is God. And Arjuna is representing us, the smaller self, where Arjuna is getting ready to battle with an essence, with a part of his family, or with the essence of his mind that is confused. And in the space of confusion, he is lost. He doesn't want to go to battle. And he seeks conversations with Krishna. And each chapter gives a different answer to this question. And the higher self is saying to the lower self, pick up your bow, Arjuna. You're a warrior. Pick up your bow. You're a warrior. And this could be translated as pick up your teaching, pick up your meditation, pick up your consciousness, elevate it, rise above the consciousness of confusion, become unmoved by your confusion, become unattached to what you think you must do, become unattached to what you think you should never do. Abandon your attachments. And so here I am picking up my teachings and using rage to become a superlunary, falling into the unworldly, non-fleeting place of belonging to the paradise of God. To be in peace by allowing them to arise. After the feelings are felt beyond this earthly body, there is a stillness. in which I know the right action or the right inaction to take like Arjuna is in search of. We all experience 
rage, and joy. But the difference between a master and a student is that the student holds on to it, whether it's joy and they need to keep it and they need to find it again. They need to seek out the next experience of pleasure or they need to hold on. They're holding on to their rage. They're not willing to look at it when it unconsciously arises. Even the difference between a student and a master is the master will feel it and let it go eventually watch it transform as it is released from the subconscious dissolving into consciousness itself rupert spira rupert spira is a phenomenal philosopher that i've been following for years and he speaks of the experience of universal movements as movements of consciousness itself and he practices, he teaches about practicing, including experiences like rage, like a newborn baby without a story. And when you can just drop into a feeling of rage or injustice or hate or joy or happiness or love, You can just experience it without a story like a newborn baby would. And so take a moment and think or feel about something that you've been avoiding, a feeling that you don't want to be with. And just see if you can just feel it like a newborn baby would with no story It's not comfortable or uncomfortable. And if you have a thought about it, let that go. It's a thought about a feeling. And that would only come from having a story about why that feeling hurts. And so let go of the thought about what it feels like, whether it's good or bad, uncomfortable or not. And just feel it neutrally you are perceiving a hurt but don't label it just see if you can describe it deep tingling pulsing you're just sensing or perceiving the feeling with no story Just like a current is the movement of water in an ocean, this feeling or sensing is the movement or flow of consciousness. And so as you are feeling it, see if you can allow it to dissolve the feeling into consciousness. Belonging to no one feeling the feeling it's just a movement and energy of consciousness itself and let it dissolve back into consciousness and all that's left is an experience of consciousness itself the more we are situated within the light of our awareness 
the more will arise to meet us in the light. So the unconscious rage will become illuminated and our focus and our bodily feelings arise. We can become unattached to the story of why it's there and how long it's been there and who put it there. It's us. We've, hold on, we've been holding on to it. And become unattached to the story, just like the sun is not attached to what it casts its light upon. We too, as superlunary beings, can be unattached to what is being illuminated from our unconscious small self and allow it to arise. Feel it and then dissolve into the consciousness itself as it is just energy. We are experiencing beyond the earthly, human, transient, fading of either longing for something, holding on to something, or letting go of something, only to pick it up again the next time we're triggered. That's a sub sublunary experience, but and a sublunary existence. But if instead, as a superlunary being, we acknowledge it, feel it, release it for what it is, just an experience, an experiencer having an experience of experiencing consciousness itself. Consciousness experiencing consciousness itself. All things are consciousness itself. And when we move beyond the earthly plane, when we move beyond the orbit of the moon, we fall into a super lunarious field that is unworldly, non-fleeting, still and illuminated. And we pick up that key and we put it in that door and unlock the door and step into the light, the light of range, the light of love, the light of joy, the light of injustice, for all things lead to God. All things want to be in the light. Thanks for listening to Everyday Awakening. How can today awaken you to the greatness that lives within? To ask a question, suggest a topic, or contact us, please email us at everydayawakeningpodcast at gmail.com. If you really like our show, please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. And tell a few friends. Tell a few friends.